0: hello everyone welcome to episode three of market or pitch freestyle unfiltered unlimited uncensored i'm yesenia reynoso one half of the co-hosting squad and to the opposite end of the spectrum is my good friend co-host Corey davis
1: Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Intermission Series. I hope everyone's summer is going well.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too, Corey. It has been a jam-packed summer, to say the least. Uh, definitely lots of beach, sunshine, uh, mountains, and whatever it is everybody's interested in doing.
1: Yes, I've actually done all of that except for the mountains. So I need to <laughs> hit the mountains in the next month or so. I can't believe summer's almost over. This has been the quickest year ever.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I still can't believe it as well. um, To, you know, to actually think that, you know, summer is right around the corner for it to be done. It's something that, uh, you know, that truly amazes me. You can't never underestimate time. And now with the fall uh, right upon us, um, I I think it's it's safe to say that uh, we can always look back uh, with with some self-reflection as to how our respective summers have gone.
1: Yes, and I mean the summer has—it really has been a summer surprise, just because of uh, the Delta variant has been rampant this summer, and um, just more people are getting sick. And even with the vaccine, we're still seeing a lot of people die from this uh, terrible disease. So uh, it, it's, it will be a summer to remember. And I know we're talking about the Olympics a little later, but uh, among all things, everything has been looming under the world of. Delta variant and COVID this summer.
0: Yeah, it kind of felt that, you know, there's still that shield that has, uh, you know, that has been in place, you know, since this pandemic has started. And yes, um, over the summer, we have seen the Delta variant, you know, really spread rapidly across the globe. And it had, and it had, excuse me, um, it had tremendous uh, ramifications uh, to our topic of today, uh, which is the Olympics? Um, there has been so many uh, um, news and controversies, you know, that have surrounded uh, this particular event. Originally, it was supposed to um, it was supposed to be held in Tokyo uh, in July of twenty twenty, but it got postponed uh, due to the COVID nineteen pandemic to this year. And Corey, I'm so glad that we. Uh, are putting uh, a real spotlight on the Tokyo Olympics because that was the theme uh, when we first announced it back then in episode two, uh, that we will be tackling this a freestyle.
1: Yes, and, and I think at the time when we announced it, there was already a lot of controversy going into the Olympics. One, whether to even have the games because of COVID. Two, the, the changing atmosphere of athletes not wanting to compete. So big athletes like LeBron James and Steph Curry from the NBA um, and then big swimmers uh, announced that they weren't going over to Tokyo to compete just because of they were worried about their family and the safety around that, between spectators being banned from the Olympic Games. And uh, and I think right after the time we announced this, Shakira Richardson, who's a track and field star, she was actually banned from the Olympic Committee for testing positive for marijuana. So there's so much... I, I would say negative press going into the Olympics. We just wanted to discuss and, and, and just kind of give our thoughts on it on the way out of it because it was, one, it was one situation I have never seen before as far as so much negative going into one of the biggest events of the world.
0: And uh, with that, my friend, let's dive right into the, uh, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Why don't you, uh, since you have already hit some of the topics, why don't you kick us off?
1: Yes. So, uh, as we've just been saying, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics was held in July 2021. And as of this taping, they officially wrapped on August the 8th with a great closing ceremony, passing the torch on to Paris in 2024, which is really only three years away. It's crazy to think that we're going to have another Summer Olympics three years from now. So, just to give you some background, just from the U.S. perspective, the USA perspective, Despite COVID and everything, the USA, in typical fashion, actually finished out on top. I know that we were always leading the total medal count between gold, silver, and bronze. But in the last day, thanks to Kevin Durant and the rest of the, the, the NBA-led uh, crew winning the men's gold championship in basketball, uh, the USA topped both the medals 100, with 113 and the gold medals with 39 big besting out China who was number 2 in medals and also in gold medals. So out of that um out of that 113 swimming actually got the most so that got 30 and 11 of our goals came from swimming. So it was a successful Olympics after all that said it's done from a competing and a sports perspective but as we know the Olympics has was marred in controversy. So much happened and I think the biggest one was how the, the COVID-19 disease and the Delta variant ravished the Olympics and how that impacted the Games. So just to give you guys a, some, some updates, 387 people thus far, and I say thus far because, as we know, COVID takes a while to show up in certain individuals, but 387 people have actually contracted COVID with more than 200 of them coming from contractors, coaches, or trainers, and the rest of them coming from the athletes. So, uh, this is actually not shocking. I know Tokyo right now is going through a COVID wave. It's one of the reasons why they still allow, spec- they still uh, ban spectators from watching the Olympics games. So, it was weird watching the, the Olympics just having uh, no fans. It, it, it kind of just, to me, kind of just took the, the fun and the anticipation of your country winning out of it when not seeing fans in the stadium. But... Uh, what do you think, saying? Yeah, I, I Me personally, I, I think that even though USA did well, I'm like, we compete in the Olympics, but was it really necessary? There's going to people who are going to die from COVID more than likely, statistically, will die from COVID because of they went to the Olympics. Was that necessary?
0: Well, uh, in all honesty, you know, there's no doubt about it. The 2020 Olympics will forever leave a mark on the host city in uh, Tokyo. Uh, for, for them personally, the price was very steep um and um in addition i felt that the 2020 olympics will go down as one of the most unconventional olympics of all time due to the current circumstances you know that were in place you know my question um despite all of the controversies you know that surrounded it has always been this uh why did the olympics take place in the first place during a pandemic if we all knew that you know that this um, that this virus ra- ravages so bad, why didn't the Olympic Committee decide to cancel the Games? Um, there, were, there were numerous occasions where, the, uh, where it almost happened that the Olympics were going to be canceled, but obviously it did not happen, and they had to push forward because of the ratings and the money that, uh, that the IOC and as well as its respective, respective partners were going to lose if the Olympics were not carried out um and, and so you you see for yourself you know um when we look back uh into it uh you know just how you know just how strenuous uh pulling this event uh, really was uh i also want to give a shout out to uh to japan as well and its people you know for the fact that they've been able to pull off this uh this spectacle you know after enduring so much there were so many barriers standing in the way and the fact that they were even able to pull this out during a pandemic is something to uh, behold so i want to give applause to them uh so aramoto uh, which is a thank you in, uh, in japan and in japanese uh you know for pulling something of this of, of this caliber but also another thing that uh, really caught you know that captured my attention corey is the ratings itself uh if you look at the ratings for the 2020 olympics it definitely tumbled significantly compared to rio in 2016. Uh, overall, NBC's 17 day coverage went down 43% among total viewers and 55% among the elusive 18 to 49 adults range and 50%, 53%, excuse me, among adults ages 25 to 54. On average, the games delivered a 14.5 million viewers in prime time over the 17 days uh, span and across five networks. Also, as well, there was also some legitimate complaint among viewers that the uh, that most of the events, especially those that were held in prime time, were tape delayed because uh, Tokyo is about approximately uh, 12 hours from uh, from New York, um, the eastern uh, time zone. Uh, And so I think that was something uh, that, uh, you know, that captured, uh, you know, the attention. And on top of that, the streaming. The streaming also became hugely popular as people went in to check in the highlights, you know, as to what the athletes were doing. And so we might be very well seeing what the future may be holding. Are the Olympics uh, heading down in terms of, uh, you know, ratings here in the United States? We know that internationally ratings were up uh, in numerous countries. And and so that is something that we will have to wonder as we head towards um, Beijing in 2022 and Paris uh, in three years time.
1: Yes. And and I think just to go back to your earlier point when you were asking why did the Olympics have it, we all know why. It's one of those things we don't want to say, but it really is about money. Yes, maybe 300, 400 years ago, the Olympics, and I'm saying 300, years ago, so fingers crossed <laughs> the Olympics started that, that early, but... I'll say 100 years ago, the Olympic Games were about goodwill and people competing and fun and and athleticism. Today, the Olympics is just about making money. We know corporations and we know TV networks have billion-dollar contracts. So if the Olympics had to be canceled, a network like NBC, who has billions of dollars invested into it, and uh, networks like the BBC in the U.K., and um, KBC, I believe, in South Korea, and other TV networks would not only lose a lot of money and have to owe their advertisers money back, but it, it could possibly collapse some of these TV networks who put so much and invest so much money into the Olympics games. So that's all of what, what it was about. And also, I'm not shocked that the ratings were down. As we're seeing from all other, uh, all other programming, the NBA Finals, MLB World Series, the hockey finals, um, uh, the Academy Awards, Golden Globes. Every single live event is down in the ratings, in double digits. I just think the viewing habits, like you mentioned, of America's have changed dramatically. We're uh-huh. not sitting in front of the TV, on a group, watching these big, these big events. A lot of times, we're just on our phones. We're catching them on YouTube, maybe later. We are streaming them. We are talking about them on Twitter, but they're not must-see TV like they used to be. So I wonder, with a TV network, and this is kind of like shifting subject, but a TV network like NBC, how do they expect to move forward in Beijing and, and Paris and then also in L.A. in 2028 with, X, with Ray wanting high ad value and high dollars for these programming and paying billion dollars for contracts where they're not really seeing the value in return with people not paying attention to these games anymore?
0: Yeah, I think that is the big million-dollar question, you know, as we move forward, um, is how networks such as NBC going to see uh, a financial return, um, as well as the brands who actually purchase those ad space. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, as to how do they, you know, um, react and how do they formulate their plan um, moving forward, since streaming right now is basically, you know, quickly becoming, if it has not been already, the main A pedestal, you know, for, uh, you know, for uh, TV and digital viewing. Uh, Many people just don't want to be sitting around a couch anymore, watching in prime time, uh, all these events anymore, because we all have lives. And so we want to make things much easier. And so I think that is where, you know, the the average viewer is going to be seen right now is on these streaming platforms, such as Peacock, uh, Netflix, uh, and other uh, digital platforms. I also thought it was really interesting, you know, to talk about the brands themselves, Corey, because some of the commercials that we saw, I mean, I'm sorry, but most of them were very much uh, disconnected to the reality that we were setting in. There were a lot. It it was as if there was the messaging on most of these ads was mostly, you know, pre-COVID. Everything is back to normal. Um, as if it was like any other games, instead of it, you know, being uh, at a time when we're still under a a, a ranging pandemic, and so I I found that uh pre- pretty surprising if uh, that was the str- the strategy that these um you know that these brands and advertisers had. Same,
1: like Procter and Grandma, P and G, one of the biggest Olympics, I probably would say the biggest Olympic yeah. advertisers. Period, and we know that's a big consumer brand in the United yeah. States. Uh, their ad was just the normal. Yeah. Focusing on one athlete and his Olympic journey. It wasn't anything, surprisingly, for a consumer brand who advertised to consumers and families didn't have anything about the changing of the times, it being a year of COVID and, and people coming together in this politically charged year of coming together and, and putting our differences aside and being healthy and masking up and, and competing in the Olympics games. Nope, it was just business usual. And I really just think they're going to be hurt by it because they paid all this money. I believe um, it was millions of dollars for for a thirty second spot in the in the Olympics and also with the branding around it. But what value are they getting around that? Who remembers what the, the what the P and ad was this year? No. Yeah,
0: one. the same thing. You know, I thought also Toyota's ad, which was broadcasted throughout when they highlighted some of the stories of the athletes. You know, was incredibly. T- it was. Probably touching, I will admit that, but still the disconnect, you know, was ve- was very was very much reflective. And so I want to quickly uh, point this out. Um, according to Fast Company, uh, NBC Universal, which broadcasted the Olympics uh, in the United States, announced uh, last month that it has surpassed the $1.2 billion in ad revenue uh, earned during the 2016 Rio Games with 140 sponsors across its networks and Peacock streaming services. The disconnect between the appetite for business as usual and the still ranging pandemic is stark and a bit jarring. So that goes to show you right there, I guess, um, the fact that many companies, especially the most prominent brands like P&G, Oreo, uh, Michelob Ultra, Toyota, they've definitely missed the market in terms of the, you know, the overall messaging, you know, that they wanted to put out. Uh, Yes, uh, the Olympics is all about the athletes themselves, their inspiring stories, and their incredible efforts to get to the, the Olympic stage, and more importantly, to represent their countries and win. We all want, you know, we all want that, you know, you know, that humane um, effect, uh, but in a, at a, but at a time when a pandemic is raging, where many people are simply not interested, they obviously with everything, you know, that has transpired. um, I thought it was a, it was a pretty big mistake um, in all honesty, they, uh, in in terms as to how they execute. And I think it's going to be interesting moving forward, especially now with Beijing right around the corner in less than six months time, you know, just how um, NBC is going to, you know, is going to handle this. Uh, Are we going to continue seeing a ratings drop? Are we going to continue seeing ads having that disconnect uh, during the ranging pandemic? Um, is there any is are there going to be any more controversies that are going to be uh, uh, sprouting out uh, like Tokyo? And, and so um, I think it's going to be and as well as we also look ahead into Paris twenty twenty four and then and as well as La twenty twenty eight. What does the future hold? You know, uh, for, for the Olympic Games.
1: Yes, and I know we're getting to the period where we need to close, but you brought up a good point about Beijing. That's only six months away. And with the COVID not going anywhere, unfortunately,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as we know that a lot of the, uh, the COVID-19 uh, ep- pandemic started in some places in China, I'm just worried about how this next six months is gonna go. Uh, yeah. The Chinese government not only taking out COVID is already shady just because of how they treat their own citizens. Yeah. Through, uh, through inequality and through just the pollution and just through uh, some of the abuses that are going on. Now we're seeing China starting to encro- encroach on Taiwan and, and also the issues with surrounding Hong Kong. Yeah. So just politically, just, just games being in China is already controversial. Throwing COVID and throwing the games are only being six months away when a lot of people have Olympics fatigue. I'm thinking we're, we're in for a recipe of disaster.
0: Oh, boy. And uh, it's definitely going to be something to watch. Uh, you know, ironically enough, a cu- uh, two pointers before we wrap up. Uh, one thing that we've witnessed over the last year is that advertisers basically had a force, have been forced to walk a fine line between acknowledging the realities of the pandemic and not disappointing everyone out with what's happening. Especially, particularly here in the United States, a lot of Americans, as uh, you know, the vaccination rates continued to increase, and then things started to open up a little bit more until the Delta variants, you know, started to rapidly spread. You know, brands again uh, struggled to figure out the the right balance, while most. while most brands, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum appear to have abandoned that balance for the Olympics. Uh, And so I think it's going to be, uh, you know, and and so I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, as to how that mindset transpires uh, into Beijing uh, 2022. Uh, And also, this is going to be a very busy month for NBC because obviously the Beijing Olympics and the Super Bowl Uh, which they will be hosting this, uh, which they will have broadcasting rights to this year are going to occur in February. So we have, uh, so we have double the major sporting events here in in the United States and internationally, as well as the world cup coming up in November of uh, 2022. So Corey uh, it's definitely going to be sports mania here at marketer pitch. And we are definitely going to be on top of it all.
1: Yes. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I wish I could say I'm excited for the Olympics, but no, I'm more excited for the Super Bowl. I need to see revenge uh, with the Chiefs. I need the Bucks to lose again. And that's <laughs> another topic for another day as we end episode three in our final episode of the admission Series for the summer
0: yes uh my friends um this is in fact our final episode of marketer pitch freestyle we both felt that due to time constraints we want to be able to put all the focus onto season two of marketer pitch which i am very happy to say Corey, it is right around the corner and so we're thrilled to announce that even though uh freestyle will end after episode three The Intermission Series will be returning uh, in the summer of next year. So we're so happy that it is going to be coming back unfiltered, unlimited, uncensored. And also, we got some really cool surprises coming up on the pipeline for Season 2. So get those uh, innovative juices flowing because there's definitely going to be a lot of jam-packed conversations. uh, as of the fall, heading into the winter, and season two is going to be blazing. So, Corey, I think, uh, would you like to do the honors of introducing when season two is going to be premiering across all uh, podcasting airwaves?
1: Yes. So stay tuned for season two premiering the week of September 27th. Our season two is aligned with TV premiere week for the fall. So look forward to the exact date in the next few weeks. But, yeah, September 27th, mark your calendars. We'll be back and better than ever.
0: Bigger and better than ever, Corey. And uh, I can't wait for season two. This is going to be a fun season, a lot of more impactful news, and uh, and, and some major uh, international events uh, coming up on the horizon. So I can't wait to dive into those. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, well that wraps it up for episode three of marketer pitch freestyle. Thank you all so very much for tuning in throughout this short intermission series. We hope you had such a great time listening in to uh, these topics and as well as getting our input freestyle uh, via the freestyle approach, I should say. So Corey, any last words?
1: No, I want everyone to continue to have a great summer, have a safe and, and COVID free summer, continue to mask up. And I'll look forward to speaking with everyone and hearing all your thoughts in september
0: well uh, thank you my friend and uh everyone thank you all so very much again so quickly uh to for the final uh wrap up uh for those interested in looking uh and see, seeing and hearing uh the marketer pitch freestyle intermission series it is it lives exclusively on youtube and spotify as well, uh, to follow, don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. We are live on Twitter and Instagram at Market or Pitch. And if you have any comments or questions regarding this particular episode or past ones, don't forget to email us at marketerpitch at gmail.com. Finally, to get you ready for season two of market or Pitch Freestyle. Catch up with all of Season 1 episodes, uh, which are live across all the major podcasting mediums, Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and others, and as well as on our official YouTube channel. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Episode 3. We will see you for the Season 2 premiere of Marketer Pitch uh, for the week of September 27th. So tune in, everyone, and take care. Thanks again.
1: Bye, everyone.